What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio. But when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, mfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by the Collective Experience, Fly Racing USA, and FMF Racing. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we got none other than Richard Jackson from Team PRMX. Richard, how's it going? Good, man. Uh, how are you? How's it going? Hey, not doing too bad. Uh, we're up here in uh, the, the coldness of Canada, but uh, you're sending some warm vibes from south of the border, so that's appreciated. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm down in uh, Oklahoma right now um, training with Robbie Raynard uh, in Oklahoma, so it's pretty nice, 55 degrees or whatever, so it's pretty nice compared to like this last weekend Supercross where it was, I don't know, snowing 10 inches or so. <laughs> Yeah, that was a serious, serious blizzard. Cool to hear that you're training with uh, a legend like um, Robbie Raynard. Before we get into how you got hooked up with uh, Team PRMX, how would you get hooked up with uh, with Robbie? Uh, well, I'm actually from Oklahoma, okay. and uh, I, you know, actually, I my parents do pipeline work and whatever, so I kind of traveled around and I trained, you know, kind of bounced around places, and then uh, finally got a chance to move back to Oklahoma and didn't really know Robbie that well and ended up meeting him and liking him and I've trained with him pretty much my whole life kind of went a little couple places but other than that I've stayed with Robbie and I truly appreciate everything he's done for me him and his wife Ashley they got an awesome program and I I love it man absolute so let's get some particulars here who is uh Richard Jackson where's he come from where where did he uh, ride growing up and uh yeah give me give me give me the full rundown well, man, Richard Jackson, he's from Oklahoma, I guess. I'm just a backcountry folk kind of person. I kind of always stayed to myself in Oklahoma and rode, and I uh, started riding when I was – I actually started kind of late. I was like 10 years old, got a bike for my birthday. It was actually my 10th birthday. I got it like a week early. And uh, I got it on a Friday, and that Saturday I went on a dirt road, and I rode it on that dirt road all day long. And I – uh the next weekend, I uh, went to a race, and I rode the 85 beginner class and got second place, and, man, it kind of took off from there. I just started riding, and just, man, I, I couldn't keep myself off the motorcycle. 
Well, fair enough. Uh, it's the, the addiction that is riding on two wheels, the exhilaration of flying through the air on a motocross bike is lost on no one who tries it, uh, and probably also lost on those who haven't yet tried it. Uh, it's one of those things where motocross is pretty easy to fall in love with. All you got to do is either try it or watch it. Um, who are some of the guys you looked up to growing up? Uh, obviously, you would have been growing up in kind of the, uh, the early 2000s, mid-2000s era of motocross, which includes uh, a lot of fast guys from Oklahoma. Yeah, actually, you know, I had my I can remember briefly like the Xbox game or well, I guess any kind of game. It, I got it for an Xbox. It was called MX Two Thousand Two, and Ricky Carmichael was on the cover of it. Yes, good game. And uh, man, that I mean, Ricky Carmichael. That was the only guy I knew at the time. You know, it, he was on the cover and like on the game. It, he came on and did an interview on the game and stuff. So I always kind of liked him. I always liked his aggression. You know, he had the will to work for things and i uh i mean i believe in hard work pays off you know absolutely it does it does uh, pay off and you're proof of it um going through the system and eventually getting to the pro ranks um what, what was the transition like for you your last couple of years uh racing as an amateur and then uh making the transition over to uh basically a full-blown privateer in the supercross effort yeah, okay, so uh, my first year qualifying for Loretta's was 2012 in uh, both Super Mini classes, and then I uh, kind of moved on. I kind of had not any breakout rise. There's always like a 15th place guy, amateur nationals, and uh, moving on towards 2015, I really started working hard. I got homeschooled and did my work, did my nutrition right, my gym training and my riding, and uh, pretty much just stayed focused that whole year, and I went to Loretta's and had never been in the top 10 before and that year I went in the B class in schoolboy and I ended up winning a moto and getting second and sixth overall in the classes and it was uh it kind of took off from there I got invited to monster cup that year and I think I finished like 12th or something in 2015 at monster cup and then 2016 I moved to the A class so I didn't really get I kind of moved up too fast I think I think I should have rode schoolboy all of 2000 15 but i ended up riding the b classes and got pointed out so i ended up moving to the a class in 2016 and at all the spring nationals i was a uh, doing pretty well i got some top tens and won a couple of titles in the college boy class and whatnot and then 2016 loretta's rolls around and i think i got i believe i got second overall in college boy and uh i think a ninth overall in open pro sport and then after that i I kind of was thinking, all right, maybe I might go do the pro outdoors or whatever, but I didn't think I was ready, you know, didn't, haven't put in enough of the pro training side. So kind of waited it out and did, uh, another year amateur in 2017. And I did some of the arena crosses early 2017, the Amsoil arena crosses and got my supercross license, but I never went to supercross that year. And then I did Loretta's and 2017 Loretta's I got, seventh overall in 250a and i think maybe eighth in open pro sport somewhere along those lines and then got invited to monster cup again this last year i went there and i think i don't know somewhere around 12th place or something overall in that so it was cool and then i kind of you know i didn't have a ride or anything and it i i don't know i just figured it was my shot you know you never know when you might not be able to do it again so i took that shot and went to the on to 2018 and i started the the arena cross series did a couple of those to get warmed up for supercross and then dallas rolls around and 
East Coast Supercross, and we started there. Hey, everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. In motorsports, the action pulls us in, and often we never get close enough to the exhilaration and athletes that amaze us. Although trackside seats are available, nothing gets you closer to motocross and supercross action than the collective experience. Dave Drakes has created an exclusive opportunity to get you closer to the sport you love so much. If you want an all-access experience with Adam or Tyler Knapp, Henry Miller, John Ames, or even the cat, AJ Catanzaro, you need to check out the collective experience today. The collectivexp.com as well as the collective ex on Instagram is where you can find the collective experience. Do so immediately. The collective experience. Nobody gets you closer. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. What's up, guys? It's Bruce Cook here with Nitro Circus. We're coming to Kelowna, B.C., May 25th for the Next Level Tour, and I'm so stoked to see you there. The most action-packed event on the planet is back, bigger and crazier than ever before, with the largest ramps you've ever seen. Nitro Circus, the global youth entertainment phenomenon, returns to North America this year with the epic Next Level Tour. This spectacular brand new production, an all-moto adrenaline rush, will have depth-defying tricks, jaw-dropping world's firsts, and absurd stunts. It all adds up to a thrilling show simply too big to fit indoors. The Next Level Tour launches mid-May, just in time for summer, and will visit over 10 cities across the continent through June. Brainchild of Travis Pastrana, global superstar, action sports icon, and Nitro Circus ringleader, the Next Level Tour features the best athletes in action sports taking on the biggest ramps in the world. The Nitro Circus design team has put it all on the line with this show, doubling down on the risk factor. The FMX Next Level Takeoff Ramp alone, a towering 15 feet above the show floor, a whopping 5 feet taller than any ramp toured before, will launch riders more than 60 feet into the sky. The landing ramp also looms large, standing 23 feet in height. The Nitro Circus Next Level Tour will include several athletes, including 
Bruce Cook, Jared McNeil, Jared Duffy, Blake, Bilko Williams, and many more. For more information, visit NitroCircus.com. Hey, Big MX listeners, just wanted to take a moment to uh, let you guys know about Viral Brand and Viral Brand Goggles. Uh, Viral Brand Goggles are a relatively new company, and we've been working with them for about a year now, and uh, they've got some really cool things going on, which include uh, not only when you buy a pair of goggles, you will not only get a goggle bag, which of course you get with most goggle bags, but uh, with most goggles rather, but uh, you'll also get tear-offs, you get a 10-pack of tear-offs, and you also get an extra clear lens to go along with your mirrored lens than uh, the tinted lens that the goggles come with. Uh, so it's kind of a more, of a more of a package than it is just a set of goggles, which if you're going to buy goggles, you're going to need an extra lens, you're going to need tear-offs. So they take care of all that stuff for you, and uh, $74.99 US is uh, an easy asking price. They've also got a 30-day money-back guarantee. If uh, their best fit challenge, if your goggles don't fit your helmet within the first 30 days, get them back to Viral, for uh, and, and they'll take care of you, no questions asked. Uh, so check out the theviralbrand.com today and uh, and and see what the kind of products and the uh, the accessories that they've got. I love the goggles myself and uh, can't wait to see you guys enjoying them as well. Take care. Hey guys, it's Fly Racing's Justin Brayton, winner of the 2018 Daytona Supercross. You're listening to Big MX Radio. Absolutely, and now, like uh, as far as uh, your social media is concerned, it would, it would appear that you've actually had pretty uh, a pretty active 2018 season, running uh, three different types of gear, two different types of motorcycles, and essentially on three different teams. Once for the uh, for for the, the Babbitts uh, Kawasaki uh, in Arena Cross, running the number 23, and then uh, a KTM for a couple of Supercrosses before being picked up by uh, Team PRMX and Julian over with those guys. How's that all come together? Uh, and, and how much of a switch was it for you to get on a KTM after uh, a couple of months riding the Quackers? Oh, man. Well, I, I rode KTMs all through amateurs. And then uh, around about December 10th, I'd say it was, uh, Josh Woods down at GPF, he, he hit me up and said, hey, man, you want the opportunity to ride some arena crosses on, you know, what is the Lights Babbitts team? And he, uh, Josh Woods runs the team. And I said, man, that's huge. You know, I never rode for anybody. So I, uh, I took that ride, did a couple of the races with him. And, uh, we, I think I did four of the arena crosses and got, got ready, you know, and then my plan was to always start the East coast supercrosses. So he had his, uh, East coast rider, which is Isaac Teasdale. And he, uh, I raced alongside him and got some, I think I got a couple fifths and sixths and, sevenths or whatever in arena cross just never really got to show my true ability i don't think i uh just always had some kind of an issue to deal with but i uh after that we started i think it was somewhere around middle of february or early february i started getting ready i got back on my ktm to start getting ready for east coast supercross and we came into dallas and i'm pretty sure i qualified around the 26th place in the practice and we went into the heat races and didn't make it out of the heat race, went to the LCQ and got sixth in the LCQ. They take four. So I was I was pretty excited about that, you know, missing it by two spots. Yeah. From right my first in the cross. Now as a as a privateer, it was cool. And then uh went on to the next couple of supercrosses, Tampa. I think I finished another sixth in the L C Q and then Atlanta rolls around. And I actually uh I really like the track. It's when it's rutted. I think it really suits my style. You know, I, I'm not, I don't like like a lot of like fast tracks. 
I'm more of kind of like a technical rider, so it was ruddy there and good and stuff. So the LCQ rolls around, and I ended up getting a third-place start right behind Osby, Josh Osby and Zach Williams. And I ended up making a couple quick passes, and I ended up in the lead in that LCQ. And I led three or four laps. And then uh, I got right before the white flag, I got into a rhythm section, and I, it was super ruddy there. And I unfortunately made a mistake and had to roll through the whole rhythm section, and I ended up getting caught by Nick Gaines. And uh, me and him got together in a turn, and I ended up tipping over and uh, finishing 11th in that LCQ with one lap to go. So I was, I was pretty bummed, you know. Yeah, and I knew, man. I uh, I knew I just that really boosted my confidence. Ended up leading some laps in the LCQ and stuff. And I knew the next weekend it was just as long as everything worked out. I had been to Daytona, had ridden there the amateur day before, so I knew I kind of always rode, grew up racing motocross. So I kind of knew it was a more of a motocross style track, and it was going to suit my style. So we ended up rolling into Daytona on the KTM still, and I. Uh, got uh i qualified 16th out of practice which was my first like my best ever qualifying out of practice and uh went into the heat race and i ended up getting a really bad start i actually did a wheelie out of the gate so i was pretty bummed on that and i i uh i finished 10th in the heat race but they red flagged the they red flagged it due to a rider down okay so i missed it by one spot in the heat race and we went into the lcq and I got the whole shot, and I, uh, I led every lap in that. So I that was my first time making a main there at Daytona this year, and it was super cool experience. I was pretty excited. And then I uh, started talking with Julian over at Team PRMX, and it didn't take long to get a bike and start riding it and fell in love with it, man. Absolutely. No, the Kawasaki is uh, is a lethal machine and uh, and definitely something that you were com- comfortable with having uh, only jumped off of one not long ago. Um, what does having a, a team like PRMX and like a place to basically call home in the pits and the, the support system along with that, that just makes your job just that little bit much easier on race day? Right, yeah, it's, uh, it's huge. You know, they, they have more resources than for, say, a privateer, you know, more you have the bike you have mechanics and you have parts and not only one mechanic you know there's two three four mechanics there you got julian he's huge i mean he's he's an awesome guy gave me a really good opportunity and i can't really thank him enough for sure yeah absolutely giving you the uh, the tools and the opportunity to be successful and uh and from there it's it's up to you to per, to perform and, and to uh to kind of meet the expectations what motivates you to do so Man, I just I really like the satisfaction of working hard and getting getting something in return. I uh my parents always kinda pushed, you know, hard work pays and man, I, I like to see something rewarding. So I'm just after that rewarding feeling and trying to get into those top tens and eventually top fives and you know, whatever whatever goes from there. I I'm just really loving the experience I'm having this year. Excellent. Great attitude towards that. Um how how old are you, my friend? I'm 19 years old. 19 years old, chasing the the dream of being a, a superstar within the sport of motocross. Uh, definitely, uh, like obviously, you've got some talent out there. There's like, uh, but there are some some room some room for improvement as far as your, your results go. Where do you foresee yourself being able to make the biggest leaps and bounds as far as your ability and, and how you dissect a track? Uh, how do you bring those lap times down? Man, I did. I you know I think I don't know. I feel like turn speed i gotta get that turn speed i'm kind of 
you know, not flowing through the turns, making a little little stop in the turn, you know, making it kind of like a two-point corner instead of just going around the turn. I got to pick up some turn speed, maybe a little whoop speed, and, you know, a little speed all the way around the track. But I think turns is my biggest deal. Fair enough. Does, uh, does uh, Robbie at all still have you a little bit on some, some corner speed, or is, does he not ride too much anymore? <laughs> man. He doesn't ride too much anymore. He has some knee issues and whatnot, but man, he has some everything. I issues. hate to say this. I I hate to say this, but I've never been able to beat him on or off the track on anything. Unfortunately. Fair enough. Well, th- th- that would be your, yeah, your your next goal. But honestly, riding with a guy like uh, Robbie, that probably means that you're seeing some fast guys, uh, some other fast guys in and around that uh, that group. Um, like, uh, who are some other riders that are down there on a regular basis? Obviously, um, Colt Nichols is out right now with an injury, but uh, like other guys that have been known to train around there, Austin Forkner, Benny Bloss, guys like that. Have, have you seen any of those guys around? And, and do they motivate yeah. you to uh, and help you kind of drop those lap times? Yeah, fortunately enough, I mean, seems like there's a lot of fast guys here in Oklahoma. You got Austin Fortner, Benny Bloss. There's always guys coming in riding Justin Bogle, Colt Nichols. I mean, the list goes on and on, and it's kind of like a race every day. So I get to see, you know, Austin Fortner. He he wins a lot of races, and he's kind of at that top level. So, I mean, I get to gauge myself off of him day in and day out, and. uh Man, it, it really has helped me. I was, I was down at GPS riding, and I got back here just here in the last two weeks, and it's really just, you know, it's like a race every day. I'm chasing somebody new every day. And, uh, I mean, they're Benny Bloss as well, man. He's so skilled on a motorcycle. I just like to watch them and learn off of them each and every day. Same with Robbie Raynard. I mean, I don't know. There's not more a technical rider, I don't think, than Robbie Raynard. Unfortunately, he had some issues in his professional career with injuries and stuff but man it's just incredible to watch him ride i mean it's it's since i don't i mean austin and benny and even trey canard i got a lot of time spent with him riding and stuff and honestly robbie raynard can go as fast as anybody there you go absolutely a a guy that uh, probably some unrealized talent uh uh, unrealized potential over the years but regardless an incredible talent nevertheless um Richard, uh, what would you say are your goals going down for the rest of the season? Obviously, you've got uh, a few races left, and then uh, heading into outdoors. What What are your plans there? Yeah, I got a. My goal is to make those main events, and I, I really want to get into that top ten by the end of the year. I don't know if that, I think that's realistic for me. I think I have, if everything goes good during the day, I think I can be a top ten guy. I really do, and uh, with the help of Team PRMX, I think it's really going to come sooner than later. And then. Uh, same goes for outdoors i think i'm gonna try to stick with the team prmx guys as long as i can i mean they seem really really nice and i like them all so we're gonna try to stick there and get an outdoor program going and go racing man so does that sound like you'll be uh racing in the u.s for uh the nationals or might we see you on uh, on this side of the border come up to canada and do oh. some races yeah you uh me and uh julian were actually talking today and yesterday i think uh i think the first outdoor there is in Calgary. Yes. If I'm believing right. And I think we're going to make a trip up there to Canada. So I think that'd be cool. I actually went and got my passport today. <laughs> I didn't have one before and I've never been anywhere. So I went today, got my passport sent off and all that stuff. So we're going to see. I think I'm going to try to make a trip up there to Canada and do that outdoor series. Fair enough. Well, if you want to get into a race that's uh, uh, not a terrible trip for you, I believe uh, Oklahoma is pretty much. 
uh, about 12 hours, 15 hours, like directly north of, uh, or uh, is directly south of where I'm at. So the closest one for you would be uh, my home national, and maybe we'll see you there. But uh, it's awesome, man. I'm really glad to have you on the show. Uh, you're, you seem to have your head on your shoulders. Um, like, as far as your program, as on top of just riding the motorcycle, what do you do physically? What do you? What type of uh, training do you do? How do you take care of yourself as far as diet and all that? Oh man, it's it's a it's really a job. You know, this this motocross. It's not really you just go to the track and ride. It's kind of like a lifestyle. You wake up in the morning. Up, you know, you have to wake up at a certain hour. I try to wake up by seven every day, and in the morning do a nice stretch, thirty minute stretch or so. And then have a nice breakfast. You know, you got to be eating healthy. You got to have the right stuff in your body to put out at the right ability to ride. You know, it takes, it takes a, it's a lifestyle, man. It really is. And then, uh, we get to the track and ride and we get our motos in and hopefully by two o'clock or so we're done riding and we have to, I mean, we got to work out and all that stuff. We go to the gym and do our workouts and then, or Sundays we even cycle, you know, I like to cycle a lot road biking, mountain biking, whatever that day consists of. And then, uh, sometimes we even run too. I, uh, I, uh, do it all, man. Yoga, swimming, we, this just depends on the day. And then, you know, I like try to eat a good dinner, you know, a nice meal. I, and then by nine o'clock, man, I'm trying to get some sleep or 10 o'clock, you know, that way I can get up and do my job the next day. Hey, absolutely. It sounds like a well-rounded uh, fitness program, fitness regime, all directed towards going fast on a motorcycle. Uh, how fast can you run a mile in? Ooh, I think uh, my best is a 5 minute and 50 second. So I, I try to beat that every time I do it. Sometimes I get a little slower, sometimes a little faster. It just depends on what we're running. And uh, Robbie actually has a loop. He has two loops. He has a mile and a half loop, and he has a five-mile loop. So a lot of times... It, we try to do at least a minimum of three miles and sometimes five and upwards to 10 miles. So, oh, wow. okay. uh, I think, I think a five miles right around if I'm normally doing the long distance, I'm right around a nine minute mile, 10 minute mile. Okay. So it takes, you know, 50 minutes to do five miles or an hour. I mean, depends on your pace, but it's, it's tough. He's got a, he actually has a lot of elevation here in Oklahoma at his track, which is kind of, not typical for Oklahoma. It's kind of flat. People always think, you know, kind of flat, no trees in Oklahoma, but actually where he's at, it's really hilly and lots of trees. So we're out in the woods running and he has a nice trail and it's just peaceful. You know, you get out there and do your work and kind of moving around. You don't have to sit in the gym, you know, and do something, get outside and do something. There you go. Get outside and do something. Words of of a future champion, no doubt. Um, That's incredible to hear, honestly. I think my fastest ever mile when I was running regularly uh, was about a 6.13. And uh, that that would be my first of two and a half miles. And by the end of the the run, I'd be around 7.05 for for the whole thing. So obviously the second mile and a half, I was... I was sucking wind pretty good, but uh, yeah, five five fifty. That's that's clipping, my friend. Yeah, actually, uh, here it's it's pretty good. You know, I'm not even the fastest guy. Uh, Benny, man, he's got them long legs. He can just run forever, and I mean, he's so fast. He, I don't know exactly what his mile is, but it is faster than mine. You know, there's some people slower than mine, but we're always kind of, it's always kind of like a race here. You know, your gym, whoever can do the most reps or most weighter get it done as fast you know and then the riding it's like a race so it's kind of like i like put myself in the race situations you know you got to have something to push forwards to there you go man well 
obviously you're you're a very driven individual. You got goals ahead of you, and uh, it's almost past, it's almost bedtime for you, so I should probably let you go. But before I do that, it, I'd be crazy not to let you uh, run down. I know you've got a ton of great personal sponsors as well as uh, some new sponsors with the team that you're now racing with. Uh, if you'd like to r- uh, run those down right now, I'll give you the floor. Yeah, man. Uh, first off. I mean, without the Lord Jesus Christ, none of us would be here. So I got to thank him first. And then, uh, my mom and dad, and then let's go on to the race team. That's these guys is what make it happen. The team PRMX, they're huge. I mean, strict gear, Bondi race engines, viral brand, Arai helmets, psychoplastics, guts racing, mind effects, pit posse, ride Dunlop, TCD, dirt tricks, streamlined brakes, Evans power sports, pro wheel, Deval racing, and, uh, man, the list goes on and on. Uh, HJC exhaust. Oh, man, I can't think of everybody. But, man, everybody else I forgot. I really do appreciate everybody's help. Definitely, yeah. They're, they're, get, they're getting you to the race, making it all happen. So all you got to worry about, twisting the throttle, pinching the brakes, and uh, and going fast on two wheels, man, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Excellent. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on, Richard. I uh, will definitely have to make this a repeat offender because you're a great interview. Do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Awesome, man. I really do appreciate everything, and uh, thank you guys for listening. <laughs>